music, we got shots, we got news, we got clips, what you really wanna know? Uh, entertaining guests, ain't no telling who you might see, entertaining guests, like it ain't telling who he might be. You can say anything in your rap, if you really heat, like bada boom and bada bada bow and bada bada bean. If you join the show, then you might run a little couple things, like how I'm trying to make this bar rhyme with positivity, like how I'm trying to say I'm unselfish with magnanimity. This show might just change somebody's life with the possibility. Welcome to Bright Side of the Hump Podcast Upgrade Version 1.3. I'm your host, Metz, and this week we got a special guest, Gus Weaver. We're going to bring in here in a minute to talk Detroit sports and all things Detroit. And as you all know, Bright Side of the Hump is here to catch you on Wednesday night, put you on that glide to the weekend, and we're going to keep trying to find the bright side of everything to share with you, so settle in and enjoy our offering. Tis the season of giving, and I urge you all to give a gift to Crisis Text Line. They provide instant support via text to people who are in a mental health crisis. When a person is caught in a moment of crisis, they can text H-O-M-E, HOME, to 741741 and be instantly linked to a Crisis Text Line responder who's going to work with them in a caring and, most importantly, human way to share mental health resources. And Crisis Text Line really needs our support in three ways. Number one, they need people to volunteer to be on the other end of those texts. They're going to give you 30 hours of free training. They ain't just going to throw you in there and make you try to figure it out for yourself. They provide 30 hours of free training so that you can be prepared to help. The second thing they need, like everyone, they need money. They'll accept all donations, big and small, in just about any way you want to give them the money. Uh, credit cards, Venmo, PayPal, even crypto, if your crypto's worth anything. Uh, and then lastly, they need people to get the word out. Please share crisistextline.org on your social media. Let people know uh, texting home to 741741 might just save a life. All the information you need about how you can provide these three things is on that website, crisistextline.org. Please pause the podcast here for a moment and go to that crisistextline.org bookmark it. Head there after the show. All right, go do that real quickly. All right, welcome back. I'm excited to bring on our guest. He is Mr. Detroit. You can see him at every single Pistons home game. He's a big uh, supporter of the Lions, Tigers, and Red Wings also. He's created a really cool apparel brand, 313 Life, that has great couture for all types of engagements. Through that brand, what he does is really cool, is support a bunch of local high school sports teams, and he really just lifts up the youth of our area, especially in basketball. He's a great dad, and he's got to be a great husband because his wife is an Indiana University graduate, and she still let him come on the podcast with me, a Boilermaker. Without further ado, Mr. Gus Weaver, welcome to Bright Side of the Hump. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Thank you. And before I say anything, man, I got to say, before I knew you were on TikTok, like I had no idea you were on TikTok. But when I found out you were on TikTok and I went and checked out everything you do, man, look, you, you're great at it. You're inspiration to all of us people that's like my age that can't get it. 
like you, you get it and you do a great job. So thank you for having me on the podcast. And I, I really appreciate it. Man, thank you. I need to stop the podcast here for a moment. Man, that was good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I promise everybody I didn't tell him to Not do that. All. I appreciate that, man, very much. Um, so my first question, you obviously big Pistons fan. To be a season ticket holder is a hell of a commitment. Uh, time, money, and otherwise. Uh, and I was going to ask you, we'll get to it, but you know, to tell me when the Pistons got you hooked. But before... I do that. I just want to tell you when I, uh, the Pistons moment that sticks the most for me uh, as a Celtics fan growing up, I'm just going to play you a little clip here. Uh, hopefully it doesn't hurt too bad. Uh, do you, uh, I remember that pretty well, you know, it, as you get older, you kind of forget where things fit. So if you'd asked me to spot it, I'd have said it was game seven, you know, and it wasn't, it was game five, but really if the Pistons win that game in the garden, they're probably going to win that series. True. And right. In yeah. 87, I, I was watching, but I, I wasn't totally like coherent about everything that was going on. I was 10 years old at the time. So, yeah. um, but that, that play alone, like that call, that voice, yeah. we don't like that. We don't like that here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's agony because if, if that doesn't yeah. happen, you, you have to look at what, what we accomplished after that as a team. You, and, and if you include what we could have done, if that play doesn't happen, like people look at the Pistons in a whole different light, right? Yeah. If you add on a third one. But we only got two, and I, I hate to say only because there's plenty of cities that don't have any. <laughs> but we should have had three, man. We, we should have had three. But um, hey, we every team goes through growing pains too, and uh, yeah. we, you have to chalk that up as growing pain. Right. You could, if if we had the clip, you could pay play the uh, clip of Tayshon running Reggie down. That would be my, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a tough moment for me. You know, this was after I got here. So, you know, I'm still a Pacers fan, but I'm surrounded by Pistons fans. And that was, uh, you know, you know, but then they, it, yeah. I don't tough. know, man. Like the, the whole Pistons Pacers thing is it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Like kind of what the Pistons and Pacers yeah. had going on that play in particular, man. I remember that like it happened yesterday and, oh yeah, you know, Tayshawn would be legendary for that. Like forever. forever. Um, funny thing oh. about Pistons Pacers is my wife, Teresa, um, she used to be a Indiana Pacers cheerleader. So no yeah, way. this was back in the, in their glory days. You know what I mean? Um, so because of that, like I was afforded the opportunity to go, go to Indiana Pacers Pistons game in Indiana, uh, for a big like reunion event. And I had the pleasure of meeting uh, the whole lot of the players from back then. Uh, Larry Bird, I, I met Larry Bird during the game. He, he autographed something of mine, uh, and I got it put away. But it was a great time, and I, I, I swear I was the only guy there in Pistons gear. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember who we had on the team, but we were bad at the time. 
you know, we took an L, but whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. If you're a fan, you're a fan. Good or bad. You're a fan. That's they're in your That's heart. Right. It doesn't That's matter. Right. Do you remember when they when they took your yeah. heart? Do you remember so when it- the, the next season after that? Um I remember when we got rid of Adrian Dantley <laughs> and we brought Mark Aguirre on board. And um right around that time is it's kind of when I really locked in on paying attention to stats and, and watching the games and everything. And it was guys like Rodman and, and John Sally and Bill Lambeer that, that really, you know, got everybody locked in. Now, my favorite player back then was Joe Dumars. Uh, but it was all those other guys, you know, right, right on the cusp of those those championships is where I really bought in. And it's kind of been like that ever since. Yeah. Vinny coming off the bench, microwave coming off yep. the bench. Uh, he dro- he drove me bananas as a not Pistons fan. Well, we had a squad back then, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Crazy. yeah, they 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 were nice. They they were tough. They were talented, and and the old four team kind of kept that same mantra of tough. Oh yeah, you know, talented. A lot of guys that people don't want, and and you know they they embrace that. Yeah, hundred percent. Man, that's great stuff. Uh, does your does uh, Teresa have any allegiance at all to the Pacers, or is she is that not allowed? Is it? She's allowed to do whatever she pleases, but she yeah, is a Pistons right. fan. I'll say that she's okay. a Pistons fan. Um, yeah. Of course, we both watch the Pacers because of the connection. Yeah, uh, but she's a Pistons fan. She goes to a lot of the games with me. Uh, she's right there cheering them on. She wears the Pistons gear. She's bought in. That's yep. awesome. That's great. You gotta. Uh, that's you gotta support your local yeah. team. That's 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 awesome. Hey, how much better is it to have the Pistons downtown? It makes a world of difference. I mean, yeah. it's so important, man. It's, it's so important, and a lot of people don't even talk about it. So, so thanks for bringing it up because a lot of people don't. Um, yeah. But it discouraged a lot of people from from the Wayne County area to drive all the way to Auburn Hills, man. You know, one way in, one way out if you're coming from down here. And, you know, it, during the glory days, it was jam-packed after those games. Like, it took you a while yeah. to get out on that road. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. It, it yeah. makes all the difference in the world, man. Uh, it's such a short ride for me, for, for where I live. I could be at LCA in 15 minutes, you know. And if they were still playing in Auburn Hills, I wouldn't have the tickets that I have now. I, I can say that, and I can speak for a lot of people with that. The, the other thing, you can go eat a dinner someplace close by, walk to the place. You can go have a beer somewhere and walk to the place. Like people don't, the palace for most of our listeners would have no idea was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you know, out in Oakland County, you know, it's in a, what was probably a farm pasture at some point. So yeah. I remember there, there really was like one bar across the street. Uh, it was yep. like the post bar at one point. Then I think it was maybe Dino's or, or something like, I, I don't remember, yeah. but that was it. And and you, you really right. didn't want to be getting too loaded up because the cops would be so heavy right there <laughs> in Oakland Man. County, o- Oakland County cops, nonetheless. Man. Yeah. So what do you think about the Pistons franchise right now? How do you feel about where they are? I saw they just uh, extended Weaver today, you know, any relation? I wish. And, and people yeah. ask me that all the time. <laughs> and some people don't believe yeah. me when I tell them, no, 
Because they'd be like, oh, man, you at all the events. Like, you know, you're at the games. <laughs> I know. But no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no connection there. No relation. What? But yeah. uh, what I will say about how I feel about the Pistons right now, like you mentioned in Troy Weaver, I trust the guy making the decisions. He's the guy making the decisions. Yeah. So for me, yep. I, I don't care what franchise it is, what sport it is. If you got a guy in charge that knows what he's doing, then I trust that that franchise is going to be on the, the up and up. You know what I mean? Uh, trending the right mm -hmm. way. And that's how I feel about the Pistons. Uh, I, I think he's added so much young talent. That really, all we got to do is be a little bit patient and, and watch them mature. And uh, there's guys around the league, other professionals, all-stars, already commenting Detroit and, and saying what they're going to yes. be. So I feel good about where we're headed. Yeah. Durant, he, he made a, a point to talk about that. And that was before they got Ivy and uh, Duran in the draft. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're just loaded with young talent. So yeah, it's a matter of time. People forget like when Kobe started in the league, you know, it wasn't like he went zero to all-star. He, he scuffled around a little bit for a year or two. Like it takes time to get, to winning in the NBA and these guys are young and it Cade's injury this year makes a big difference too, right? Like that kind of sets you back where you've got to reset a little bit and think about next year in terms of, you know, when you're going to start winning in bunches. Yeah. Right? But you know what? Like uh, my mentality or my outlook is always try to find a bright side. Right. So yeah. Cade being out, it sucks for his development. It sucks for um, his on-court chemistry with Jaden Ivey in the backcourt. Uh, what it doesn't suck for is our record. Like, we got the worst record in the league or second, you know, right right there, um, which I don't think we have if Cade is healthy. You know, we're not a playoff team with Cade healthy, but we're not bottom, right? So the most important thing is to capitalize on that. So hopefully the basketball guys smile on us and get us number one pick and we get the big boy from France, right? Victor yeah. Wimbamiano yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. The, I can't pronounce his name. Um, but you know who I'm talking about. I so do 100%. the guy is bananas. Um, hopefully that's what we get from it. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that work out? And while Cade's getting healthy, getting, you know, one, he'll, Cade will have one less year of mileage on his wheels, yeah, which is a big deal in modern basketball because everybody's playing way too much basketball. You're right. You're you know right. What I mean? That's a yeah. good point. From the early That's a good age. point. Yeah. So, all right, if you had to rank your love of the four Detroit sports teams, how do you put them in order? Which what favorite to least – or I wouldn't even say least favorite, but rank them. Well, I'll say least favorite. And I'll okay. start there. Least favorite is the Lions, man. Ooh. Um, We'll we get into that later if you want. Least favorite is the Lions uh, for obvious reasons. Okay. Obvious reasons. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, but I'm not here to rag on the Lions. I'm actually proud of what they're doing right now because sure. just like Detroit, I trust the guy making the decisions. And I really love Dan Campbell. Everybody wants to like him, right? But he tends yeah. to make mistakes. But right now, I'm super proud of what they're doing. The, the whole country is watching yeah. them, man. Um, but that would yeah. be number four for me. Number three would be the Red Wings. Mm. Uh, and then Tigers and Pistons. There yep. you go. Do you go to a lot of Tigers games? Too? I try to as often as possible. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just hard to to go to everything. Like I, 
I do so much, man. Like sometimes I miss Pistons games because I'm doing something else, you know. Um, yeah. So I we go to Tigers games. It's a great atmosphere down there. Uh, I I go down there sometimes on my way home from work. I, I sometimes I would work till 7 p.m. and I'm passing by Comerica during the the when Miggy was going for the streak, the home run. The, you know, <laughs> I'm stopping and I'm buying tickets. Yeah. You know, because if it happened, oh, I want to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah, we got my son and I got lucky enough to be there for that. And it was, I mean, awesome, you know, because we've been to a lot of games. I had season tickets there for a little while. And, uh, you know, you talk about a commitment. Good Lord. You know, 81 games is just too many of anything. You know, 81 of anything is a tough, tough ride. But you also are going to how many high school basketball games, man? You you roll in like I always (laughs) see you. You know, you'll be at, going to watch Renaissance at so-and-so, you know, like you're everywhere. So <laughs> it's funny you brought that up, man. Uh, this season, I, I just started doing some work for D-Zone, uh, the DZoneBasketball.com. So, yeah. you know, all of my years leading up to this, being in the AAU or Little League basketball circles, I've always done my own video. Um you know, back when I had my own AAU team, we would hit the road to Cleveland or Cincinnati or whatever. And when we come back, like every player on my team would have their own YouTube video of their highlights from the weekend. So it's just something that I I don't want to say I perfected it, but I, I got to be pretty decent at it. Right. So yeah. uh, a lot of people are taking notice of my work right now and it's great to be appreciated. And um, even before doing some work for the D zone, I was in these gyms anyway. And you, you mentioned I'm always in gyms. I'm just always in gym, right? It's, it's either work or gym or at home, right? And if I ain't at home with my wife, me and the wife are somewhere because we do things all the time. But uh, that's about that's about the size of it, man. Like, I, even if it's not basketball season, I'm on a football field. I visited volleyball practices. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it don't matter, man. Right. But you do a lot of work with them, too. We're going to circle back to that here in a moment. I got to get to your major transition from basketball to football. I got to get to how did the Lions drop to number four? Is it just a I'll let you tell me whether instead of trying to guess. What, what do you mean drop to number four? In, 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 my, in my rankings? The four. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I can touch on that. Um, growing up, yeah. growing up, my dad. I, I used to love some of the Lions players and some of the things that the mm-hmm. Lions were doing. And anytime I would get excited about it, my dad would kind of tell me, don't get excited about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be the same old stuff, man. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, this guy's different. I love this guy. Oh. Nope, nope. You know what I mean? So yeah. I went through all of those years, and, and my dad always proved to be right. So my dad was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, so it was never – like, okay to be a Lions fan in my home growing up. Uh, you weren't talked about or nothing like that, but you weren't supported. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I grew up liking the Philadelphia Eagles and the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders because I played for the Inkster yeah. Raiders Little League football. So there was a little bit of connection there. But it, it just seems like so many things that can go wrong, do go wrong with the Lions. They've yeah, proven yeah. to lose. They've invented ways of losing, man. Like, it's just a, a negative aura around the franchise. 
and people ask like what what's the what's the issue how do you how do you shake this how do you yeah everybody wants to say it's the Fords, you know or it's this or it's that my answer is simple and i've had the same answer for quite a while i think they need to play outdoors man so so we can develop a, a certain toughness and a certain home field advantage that we really don't have uh, a lot of time these warm weather teams that come here november and december and it's like a vacation it's like they play at home you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, it's like, whatever, if you can beat the team, you ain't got to worry about the elements. Whereas a lot of these other Northern teams, they got that and, and they have a certain mantra. So that's one of the reasons why I'm happy with Dan Campbell, because they are developing that mantra, not playing outdoors, like but under Dan Campbell. Right. Yeah. Being tough. He's tough. Regardless of what you think. I, you know, I got sucked in by, I get sucked in every year by the hard knocks team. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they are. Should I be a Cardinals fan? I'll be whatever you know, every year, but this year it was special with him being in Detroit. But when you watch him, you believe him. He, he reminds me like almost has the bearing of a professional wrestler that you root for. You know what I mean? He's like, Hey brother. Yeah. Like you can just say, Hey brother, I'll tell you what, we're going to get in there <laughs> and we're going to, you know, like he kind of, he's kind of that way. And so you, <laughs> he's infectious, but you can see the guys, man, they vibe off of them. Every one of them all the way up and down the line. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned over time, Gus, is that uh, being a leader, you get a lot farther when you're a relationship person than you do if you know everything or think you know everything, yeah. right? Like, uh, I think Matt Patricia probably thought he knew everything. And, you know, I think Dan Campbell probably knows a lot about every single one of the players in that locker room because he knows that's what's important and that's how you get guys to play for you. And when you start one and six, I don't know how you keep the locker room from completely falling apart. <laughs> and they did it. They Well, you, you know, just answered that. Crazy. Like how, how they did it is because they believe in him. If they yeah. don't believe in him, you'd lose that locker room at one and six. I mean, I, oh, I believe. Yeah. I ain't never played the NFL, but it, it seemed like you would. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. that's why yeah. I say everybody wants to like Dan Campbell. Everybody wants him to succeed. And he, he just seemed like a dude that we would love to have on this podcast right here. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't big time us at all, and he'd be right here having a drink yep. with us. And yep. you know, yep, 100. percent uh, Next one: Detroit is hosting the 2027 Final Four, and Jeff Goodman, who's a college sports writer, said the following: um, "Love the fact that Vegas was added, but Detroit, no!" In all caps. And so he made it a point to trash the idea of having the final four in Detroit in 2027. Uh, what, do, what do people get wrong about Detroit? I think first and foremost, that it, it's, it's people like me and you in Detroit, right? It's not like these old movies that you see where the alleys are all dark and people getting, you know, the shank in the back of the alley. It's not right. like that, man. It's, it's regular people. It's me. It's you. It's all types of races. Um, there's so much to do down there where where people come from all over. You know what I mean? Like all over this area to, to come to Detroit. It's a good time. And and just like any other major city, everywhere has its bad parts. It's, it's negative, you know, yeah. things that go on. But overall, it's nothing wrong with Detroit, man. It's regular people here. And, and that's that's what I think people mistake. Like it's, it's regular people here that work for a living. You know, everybody's not a thug. 
you know, it's right. Just come on, man. Yeah. See what, you know, I, I hate to say, you know, when somebody does something stupid and ignorant like that, you have a tendency to say like, just wait till he gets here. We'll show him a good time. But when he gets here, we should show him a good time just so he has to backtrack mm-hmm. on that and understand mm-hmm. how ignorant of a comment it was. Hey, you know, and that's all it is. Man, I, I would be more than happy to be a part of a committee that you could set up. But when these folks that talk negatively about Detroit, we give them a nice little prize yes. box or something when they come here, you know, so they can Absolutely. take something positive back home with them. And, and then report Absolutely. and say, hey, I was totally wrong about Detroit because it's a nice place to be, man. It's a nice place to it's be. Nice I'll say this too, to though. Be. We as Detroiters, I think we embrace it so much that it makes outsiders stick to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And instead of being like, against everybody or saying hey, everybody's against us at some point we got to say you got to embrace us right it, it's more like yeah it's more like the 313 life right like embrace this life because yeah. it's a beautiful thing it ain't about being versus everybody it is you know what i'm saying yeah. embrace the life yes man that's beautiful that's it you you nailed it i think you just did it you are the committee you are the president of the committee to uh uh, re-engage the world with Detroit. I, I like that. <laughs> we, uh, the other day, Sarah and I drove like we, you know, drove from on Woodward, just north of Shinola down Woodward. And I was like, get your camera out and video what you see right now. It's a Saturday night. There's, you know, the wall to wall people on both sidewalks walking in both directions. Yep. Uh, then and then you aren't even to Campus Marshes yet where you can't even drive because there's so many people walking around and being around and the Christmas tree and the ice skating rink. And like, it's just amazing. And if you we, you know, we all need to do a better job of videos like that to like say, this is Detroit. It, this is a funny story that the person who uh, did that song with me, the, the opening song is is Huff. It's Aaron Huffman. Right. And so I had a video of something downtown and, and I showed it to him. He's like, well, that's not downtown. I was like, yes, it is, man. Yeah, it is. Like he lives in Detroit, but he didn't know, like, you know, he didn't go there all the time or whatever. So he's like, he's, he's like that in Detroit. I was like, yeah, it is. It's true, man. So I I could do more in those regards. Like actually going down there and, Cause I take plenty of pictures and videos and everything else. Like I could do the more. My wife works downtown. Um, right. You know, they go out and walk into restaurants and things like that. It's, it's a t- totally cool vibe downtown, man. Like, and it's beautiful 100%. during this time of year, whether you like the cold or yeah. not, all of the, the, the Christmas decorations and, oh man, it's beautiful down there. It's beautiful going out in every direction. Dr- went out Michigan Avenue on the way home the other day. Beautiful. You know, wall to wall, Christmas decorations and everything all the way through Corktown. Like it's it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we got to we'll get you we'll get you on the official videographer slash president <laughs> of the uh, of the uh reconnect the world oh, to Detroit. Man. So you have started a very successful brand, 313 Life. Tell me about how you got that started. So before it was started, I, I wanted to design some shirts for like little league football teams, right? Just for the coaching yeah. staff, you know, t-shirts to have, but right. there was nobody biting. Like not one organization I went to would take the bait. So um, after trying that, you know, pitching for two years, 
I decided to just kind of put my own flavor on the T-shirt and see what people thought about it. It was a very basic T-shirt, uh, black and red. I, I remember, I think I made seven of them. And I put it on Facebook. And, uh, you know, people wanted it. So I ran out of seven, like, really quick. So, you know, I made another batch. It was probably, like, maybe 12 or something like that. And ran through them, like, really quick. So then it, it was like, okay, like, maybe I got something with the 313 life. And, um, you know, from there, I'll never forget, it was wintertime, so people were asking, would I make hoodies? So when, when I did make a hoodie, it was a totally different design than what the people were seeing on T-shirt, but the same logo. And, you know, I, I never expected it to get to where it is, and we still in the growing stages. But yeah, we um, it, that's, that's kind of how it got started. I just, I just wanted to do something for Little League football teams, man. It's amazing. Like, it's so good. I, of course, am a fan of the 313 bar, the bars logo. Like, that's my, you know, my favorite. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Look, I, I appreciate that. All of them are you good. You know, I appreciate that. All of them are good. I know, on the hat. I saw, it, like, it's so good. Uh, you know, you, uh, what, I think you kind of mentioned, like, what inspires you. What kind of pitfalls have you encountered starting something like this? Oh, man. Um for somebody like me that, that works for a living, you know, a lot of my time is tied up. Uh, and there are financial pitfalls because you, you got to constantly sink money into, into things that you want to, that, that you want to grow like level by level by level, mm -hmm. uh, it's not free. So the, the financial aspect, um, the, I don't want to call it pressure, but I guess feel the, the necessity of, keeping something fresh for people right so i went through a whole phase where i felt like we we had to continuously come out with something brand new brand new brand new brand new just to stay relevant right but yeah um through growing pains you know you grow you learn you develop we went about it the whole wrong way so you know once you learn it's almost like you start over from scratch so yeah i would say that's that's the definition of a pitfall Right. Where you, you come in here, you think you're doing something in this. Nah, that wasn't the right way. You got to start over. Right. Right. So. Right. Um, other than that, just just trying to stay relevant, man. Um, sometimes less yeah. is more. And that's kind of where we are now. Like we're not promoting as much, but we have our product available um, in more outlets than we ever have. Um, yeah. You know, we got a couple of items available on Amazon now. Uh, we, we got our website that's alive and kicking. I still pop trunk for a few people that I know personally, <laughs> me. but um, yeah. we, we, we're staying relevant, man. We're staying busy and that's all you can ask for. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It feels good. Right. Uh, what do you, do you, do you have a dream for where you want three, one, three life to end up or, or continue? Or do you just, um, enjoy the ride and, and live in well, the moment with it. Well, you, you do enjoy the ride, but the ride can sometimes be stressful. So you enjoy it when it's enjoyable and you buckle down when, when it's time to buckle down. Uh, but ultimately, I would love for it to get to a place where I could leave it for my sons and, and they're mm -hmm. proud to have it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's why you continue to grow and evolve and we, we, we target young people, we target middle-aged people, we target older people, we target all races, 
And yeah. that's the ticket for me. Like, I don't want it to be one-sided to where it's, it's yeah. you almost shorten yourself, right? You're putting yourself in a small bubble. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want it to be yeah. big enough and, and likable enough for my sons to be able to take it over and want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. What Do you have any other entrepreneurial interests? Like, sitting and talking to you, you seem like a dude whose who's brain is going 24-7. Man. Sometimes I'm thinking while I'm asleep, right? So I tell my wife that. Like, I don't yeah. I don't dream much. Yeah. I think a lot, like, when I'm sleeping. Um, yeah. But some of the things that I'm doing right now, like, I'm, I'm learning the whole uh, media aspect of, of these basketball games. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something that – I'm always, like, sports-related, right? So I've been doing, the, like, the NFL contest on Facebook – I don't know, for eight or nine years now. And, you know, I got a, a pretty good following on that. But next level for me would be to, to try to do something like videography, not necessarily yeah. photography, but videography. Like, I, I kind of enjoy that a little more. And yeah. I always say, man, the first person to hire me to do videography, they're going to get a gym. Because I've been putting in my work, I've been I've been perfecting it, yeah. and I've been doing it for years, yeah. man. And yeah, and, and once I get somebody to to take a shot on me, like that's when I think I I'll probably upgrade my equipment and and take it a little more yeah. serious. A lot of things I do now, I don't have special equipment. You know what I mean? I just sure. do. Yeah. But I know how to yeah. work what I use with. So yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I, great, great, great clips. And, uh, you know, that was what was funny. I'd be out there recording the Rouge games. You know, Bake gave me the the fun job. of Actually, he didn't give me that. He He's like, you can be on the bench if you want to. And I was like, put me on a video camera up where no, where I don't have to. Because I'm going to, you know, be yelling at James and Memphis. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, like, I, yep. you know, so get me up there with a camera mm-hmm. where I have to keep my mouth shut because it's going to be recorded. Uh, but you know, and then I would watch my ugly, ugly ass, you know, ugly frame thing and then see your highlights afterwards. And I was like, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's like so much better. And you know, like you, you know, you get down at floor level and get them coming in, but it's so good. And that's one thing that high school sports around here, the coverage is, this is no offense to the media. They just follow where the Mm -hmm. money is, but the coverage is so slim. You know, I grew up in Indiana where, you know, like I made it a point to get home every night after one of my games so I could hear Larry Clisby, the voice of the Purdue Boilermakers on TV 18 in Lafayette, Indiana, say my name, you know, Tyler Metzger scored, blah, 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 blah. You know, and and because the local news stations went to every high school basketball game in the area and put it on the news, that was a 10 minute segment on the sports and Around here, it's hard to find a score other than Twitter. Man, you know that's it, right? It's Twitter and yeah, high school basketball and like the D zone. Yeah, like yeah. the D zone. Indiana is unmatched, though. I I think in terms of around yeah. this area, uh, Ohio is even bigger than us. I think in in, in basketball, uh, but Indiana by far. But thank God right. for sites like the D zone and and state champs. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And stuff that's like it. that, or yes. we wouldn't have anything, man. Yeah, we get nothing. Yeah, you'd have no idea. Well, listen, Gus, thanks for joining me. Uh, you do so much to represent the spirit that's taken over Detroit over the last several years. And uh, I believe, well, I know that you're part of actually enhancing 
the spirit and taking it to a different level. I'm 100% certain of that. And we appreciate it. Thank you for everything you do. And screw Jeff Goodman, <laughs> but we'll have him up here to let him, you know, and get him a goodie bag. Uh, that's Bright Side of the Hump for this week. Remember, uh, daylight starts getting longer tomorrow. So each day, the days are going to get a little bit longer uh, till June. So we got that to look forward to. I wish everyone a wonderful holiday season. We'll be back next week for the sandwich week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, how many podcasts are going to be doing that? Just about none. They're a bunch of posers, right? <laughs> so remember who's really here for you. It's Bright Side of the Hump. If you dig it, do it. And if you really dig it, do it twice. <laughs>